news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. We're doing things a little differently today because we have a weather alert for you this week. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan, alongside meteorologist Jeff Fordraw, meteorologist Ann Campolongo, and chief meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, guys. BMAC. Good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to cut right to the chase, you guys, here with our weather headlines. Extreme weather. We have some snow on the way, potentially. We have some ice on the way, potentially. And we're going to break all that down for you right now. It is Wednesday when we're recording this here in the afternoon. And let's cut right to it. Mark, what are we expecting here over the next three days? Brian, I love it. Break it down. That's what the news people say. We're going to break it down. That's good. Um, Yeah, you know what? Um, I think we have a pretty good snow and ice event coming up here. In fact, one of the best I think I've seen in February, if the maps and models are correct, and one of the better ones of my career. And in parts of the... One of the better ones of your career. Yeah. That's saying something. That spans a long time, right? 20? Yeah. I mean, we're going back to the 1920s, right? Is that what... Stop. Stop. Come on. (laughs) But it does go back to 1991. That's... Oh, my gosh. That's 30 years. Uh, Okay. So here's the plan. So we have the classic setup. This is not the little weak sauce we talk about where we have some snow showers coming in and, oh, it's going to snow maybe an inch or two in the West Hills. And we'll see if we get a little downtown. No, no, no. This is all about our, our big setup where we get a whole bunch of cold air comes in near sea level through the Columbia River Gorge and also comes down out of Puget Sound. And then the moisture rides right over the top of that. And that's how we can get our big storms because, as in this case, we can get a lot of moisture in that setup over the top of sub-freezing air. All right, so as, as we all know, you can get a mix, right? Snow and freezing rain. So here's the deal. What's the challenge with this type of forecast? Because you're talking about cold air pushing in, and then you have, obviously, uh, some moisture coming in as well over the ocean. Uh, what makes uh, this difficult to forecast? Is it the thickness of that cold air? Yeah, luckily, we don't have to worry about the elevations this time so much. It's not such a big deal. Like, we often talk about the 1,000-foot snow. No, two big things here. Basically, we're going to be sitting here for a day or two with an Arctic boundary from like Astoria right through part of the metro area, which means everywhere north and east is in deeper, like you say, Brian, deeper, thicker cold air. And as the air comes down from the north and out of the gorge, it thins out as kind of think of it as like pancake syrup. So it kind of thins out as it spreads down into the Willamette Valley. So if the air is thinner, then uh, up above, you've really got a snow level up around like two, 3,000 feet. So the snowflakes are melting to raindrops, and it encounters that sub-freezing air where it's really thin, like we think that'll happen down in the Central Valley. Then you get liquid raindrops freezing on contact, and that's freezing rain, right? You get a glaze on everything. But where the cold air is thicker, like middle of the metro area north and east, it's so cold that it's actually reaching up to what would normally be like the snow level, two or 3,000 feet. Snowflakes survive all the way down, so north and east metro uh, can get a ton of snow in this pattern, and that's exactly what our models are showing. You know, each pattern, each time this happens, it's a little bit different. Sometimes the cold air is a little thicker, sometimes a little thinner, so uh, each of these types of storms kind of operates the same way, but uh, because of that different level of thickness each time, it's always tough to forecast, right? Oh, totally, yeah. And I know you're from the Midwest, and you're you're probably used to to 
a little more intense snow out that direction. But uh, uh, you, you've become, I'm sure, acclimated to the Pacific Northwest over the past couple of years. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I feel uh, it was funny because uh, Cincinnati just picked up like eight inches of snow, I think, yesterday or the day Was that before. normal growing up? Um, no, I would say that was one of their bigger snowstorms in like 10 years, I think. Or oh, wow. Snowstorms. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I think the thing that uh, I guess bothers me. I don't want to start picking, picking at Portland, but I wish we would just take care of our roads and then I don't think our events would be as big of a deal. But we know things get bad. You know, we talked about the potential gridlock and the snow just sits on the roadways and the ice. So I think that's what I'm most concerned for. Yeah, and you know, uh, this year uh, obviously is a little different because a lot of people are working from home now, right? And kids are, you know, doing school from home. So uh, this may not be as big of an issue on the roads this year. Cross your fingers, and well, especially as we get into Saturday. Obviously, it's a weekend, but uh, that'll be interesting to see how things pan out there. I know yeah. a lot of the districts around town said, "Sorry, kids, you're going to school anyway, even on a snow day," which. I was a student kind of a be, bummer. be pretty bummed bummed yeah. about that absolutely you know Brian one thing that'll be different this time around is during the last big snow event where it was widespread in the metro area that was January 2017 ODOT and the city of Portland were using little or no salt and afterwards you know what happened is then it suddenly it froze right after that and so for days afterwards highs in the 20s we had that terrible, like, just frozen, like, chunks of ice, you know, where it's like, <laughs> driving, like driving across the Markham Bridge was terrible for days. And since that time, they've said, okay, we're going to start using salt more often. Now, environmentally, heck, I'm the first person to say I don't want to see salt being used up in the Cascade Passes and widespread across the state. But for two or three days, every two or three years, I think it's fine. That's my opinion. But um, anyway, so this will be probably the first situation where they use salt more widespread here in the metro area. And, and that should help quite a bit. Plus, it's mid-February. You get a sun break at midday or even midday if it's 30 degrees. Roads can thaw. There's a lot of energy coming through the cloud cover. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the timing of things here, Mark, because we get into uh, uh, today's Wednesday. We get into Thursday and that's kind of our transition day a bit. I think mo most of the day, unless the forecast has changed, actually looks okay, right? We're looking at mainly rainfall here through the first half of the day, and then things get a little interesting as we get into the evening. Yeah, just for Thursday. You know what? Why don't I talk about the first wave, which would be like later tomorrow through Friday morning. I'll talk about snow, and I know Jeff wants to talk freezing rain. I can tell that's his big thing. So, uh, so Jeff, let me talk snow, and then you jump in with that freezing rain stuff, okay? So. Yeah. Tomorrow, the deal is that we have, uh, we wake up, it's raining lightly, nothing's going on. Through midday, probably nothing's going on, just some light rain at times, uh, just kind of a gloomy day. But what's going to be happening is down here where we live, uh, there's going to be cold air beginning to pour out of the gorge. So the east wind will strengthen through the day, especially the usual east wind spots. And that should hold the temperatures around 40 or just below through midday. But as soon as we get into the second part of the day, that cold air is really blasting in. And at that point, we start to see temperatures fall off. And the big question is, do we wait until after dark to freeze up roads? That's my gut feeling that that's going to happen. But considering what has happened sometimes in the past where it froze up a little earlier than we expected or changed to snow a little bit earlier, it's safe to say, hey, you should have a plan for the evening commute. What happens if it suddenly turns snowy or we start getting freezing rain on some roads? So that's what we I We have seen that before. I remember uh, a couple of incidences where we thought maybe it would freeze up. The snow would be a little heavier later in the evening after the evening commute. But then around 2, 3 o'clock, we started seeing that snow Oops. pile up on the roads. Yep. And then that's when you can get uh, people stranded out there. All right. Yeah, so that's so the first wave. 
Yeah, so that comes in tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. It actually doesn't look necessarily look heavy tomorrow evening. This is relatively light stuff, but it seems to pick up a little bit tomorrow night and then into Friday morning. And out of just that, and by Friday morning, I think the metro area will be pretty much frozen. All right, and I, I think by that time we could have uh, anywhere from a trace to three inches, trace to four inches in the metro area. And you're saying, well, that's like anybody can hit that, right? Trace to three inches, but. I think the colder is going to take longer, you know, to work its way down into the south and the west metro. That's pretty typical. So maybe only trace down around Wilsonville and Newburgh and, and Malala, but maybe three inches middle of the metro, Beaverton, Portland, Droughtdale, Vancouver. That could happen. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's the first wave. And there might, might be a break for a few hours, uh, morning, midday on Friday. That could happen. Okay. Wave number one. That's round one. Yes. All right. Then we get into Friday uh, evening. And Saturday, what are you expecting for round two? Yeah, there's a second round, and at that point, we've pulled out quite a bit of cold air. So I think at that point, um, that could be the juicy one from uh, later Friday through Saturday morning. That second wave, I could see three to eight inches in the metro area. Um, and at that point, the cold air is pretty thin, but it's maybe extended as far south as Salem. And that then leads to a freezing rain issue. The areas, <clears throat> excuse me, like south metro, what I just mentioned, Newburgh, Wilsonville, maybe Malala we'll see but um yeah so southwest metro then we'll talk about freezing rain and Jeff you were looking at those numbers for the freezing rain and what what it could do yeah the numbers some of the model output was um eye-opening to say the least especially west side we're talking um a line from about Beaverton Hillsdale southward through the Tualatin Valley down toward Newburgh McMinnville maybe Mm -hmm. even extending into parts of the central Willamette Valley Corvallis, Salem. Um, hard to say how far that's going to extend, but some somewhere in that region, and I especially think Friday and Saturday is the time frame when the freezing rain is really going to pour in, um, there's going to be a bullseye area that's going to see a, a good amount of freezing rain, ice accumulation. The question is, you know, how much ice is there going to be? Um, I'll just tell you this, Mark, and we had this discussion earlier this morning. The models are pumping out half an inch to an inch of ice or more in some areas. It's a lot of ice. <laughs> a ton of ice. So that's like yeah. the kind that shuts down cities for multiple days. Power, Power lines goes down, out. Trees sure. are falling. Um, and Mark, you explained that you know oftentimes these models will tend to put out a lot more freezing rain, not necessarily accounting for breaks in the clouds, thawing out potentially of the ice. Um, but there certainly seems to be a fringe area, uh, maybe Westland to Tigard up into parts of the Tualatin Valley along Highway 26, where we're going to see snow mixing over to freezing rain. And then it's impressive looking at the snowfall graphics, the snowfall totals. It really seems like the bullseye is going to occur like uh, Banks, Scapoose, all the way out to the east side across, you know, Vancouver, parts of southwest Washington, east side of the metro area. But then you make your way south of that real good snowfall and that's where it seems like a big bullseye of freezing rain ice could occur and it it really does seem like i5 west we're talking Tualatin Valley south toward McMinnville, Newburgh. Yeah. It, o- Seems it almost like feels the- like it's just south of where uh, yeah. I-5 and I-205 meet. It almost seems just south of that, and then as you work your way west of I-5. And that's yeah. pretty typical. We've seen different ice storms in the past, snow and ice storms in the past, where um, it, it's kind of like that. So, you know, what? another one that surprises people is, surprises even me, even though it happens a lot, a place like Sandy is kind of close to the gorge, right? Kind of, but it's at a thousand feet and Malala and Estacate and Colton. Those places may get very little of either, either snow or freezing rain because uh, they're not in the area that gets influenced by the cold air coming out of the gorge. And it looks kind of warm overhead through each of these two systems over on the east side of the valley. We call that the warm nose or the, 
warm tongue, I suppose. Uh, but that, that comes up the east side of the valley, and that shows up in the Euro model really nicely. I noticed that in there. <laughs> so it could just be rain there? Well, rain or maybe brief freezing rain. I mean, uh, Sandy, yeah, I would be surprised if Sandy got a, a lot of anything. So it's really about central, north, west, and maybe down to Salem. Salem, you might, sometimes in these setups, you got three different waves coming through. Each wave can pull the cold air out briefly, and then it kind of gets washed back a little bit. So um, I don't believe the Euro, it's on Saturday after that second wave. The Euro brings 40s all the way up. It pushes Portland to 41. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the, the low placement is farther north than I'd like to see, but um, I could see Salem jumping into the 40s possibly on Saturday afternoon for a few hours at least. That could happen, but I don't think it's going to push all the way north to the metro. Hey, uh, it, Anne brought something up earlier, and that is you know, areas like Cincinnati, much of the central and eastern U.S. are pretty flat. Uh, one of the challenges out here is obviously the terrain, and any time that we get freezing rain involved, uh, any kind of icing on hills or bridges, but bridges are, you know, commonplace. The hills are really where things could get hazardous. And we're, you know, the area that could see a lot of that freezing rain is hilly terrain. And um, so- Which is uh, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And, and, and I think <laughs> that, like, that yeah. poses the complications. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not always about like, are the plows yeah. effective, but That's it's just true. a, it's a, the terrain is pretty wild out here. Yeah. Okay, you know, so yeah, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. I was just gonna say, we gotta talk about the, oh, first we should point out if we, between these two waves, and somebody was just laughing at me in the newsroom, and I shut them down real quick. But um, not not in a mean way, but <laughs> I had somebody, one of our producers, go, a trace to 12 inches through this whole event? Wow. Is that the best you can do? I said, well, I really do believe it's possible some of those southern parts of the metro get a trace of snow uh, tomorrow night and Friday morning, and then it's freezing rain and then rain. Um, whereas up north, I could see a, I could see a foot of snow, Scapoose, St. Helens, maybe Longview, East Metro, that'll be blowing and drifting, by the way, in the East Metro area with the east wind. Um, and then once we get to that third wave, which seems to come in, wait, I've got little squares written on my seven day. Yeah, it's, it's like Sunday afternoon through early Monday morning. That third wave, I mean, that low is even a little farther north. Um, uh, and so in that case, I think at that point, we may be back to only freezing rain in the usual areas right along the Columbia River, East Portland, maybe the top of the West Hills, and then out near the gorge. And by that time, it's warmed above a bit as well. Let's see. Yeah, we're up to uh, a plus one, plus two over us at 850 millibars, you know, 5,000 feet. So at that point, it's hard to keep it as snow by Sunday. So for the bulk of the metro area, west and south metro, it may be most of the action could actually be done by Saturday morning to midday. Is there any chance, Mark, I know we've seen in the past where, uh, you know, when we have snow on the ground, those high temperatures don't, uh, we don't achieve, you know, uh, like let's say we're forecasting 40 for, for Sunday, uh, we don't really achieve that because we have, you know, eight inches of snow on the ground. That could be, although if we have a southerly wind, if it's calm, yeah, or pretty calm, that could happen easily. I can kind of keep it chilled, I agree. But if we have a weather system moving by to the north, that's a little bit different story. You it get should a, you pull get a breeze in that southerly wind. Southwest. That, that for sure, by the way, is going to happen Sunday night and Monday. Every single model has a south wind and mild on Monday. Hey, Mark, what are your yeah. thoughts about Interstate 84 through the gorge? Like when would they call it, uh, let's close this thing down? It seems to me I've noticed it. Well, you, you get blizzard conditions at the west end. So if it doesn't happen Thursday night and Friday morning, probably later Friday as that second wave comes in. Because, you know, you pretty soon you get trucks that get stuck or, you know, something happens. There's an accident and then you, they don't want trucks to be stuck in the middle of the gorge in the windy area. Um, so usually they'll just close it at Troutdale. So that could happen. If it doesn't happen Thursday night or Friday morning, I bet with the second wave that's pretty juicy later Friday or Saturday morning. 
that could happen. Boy, you know, speaking of the gorge, I didn't actually forecast exact numbers yet, but I mean, as of yesterday, we were th- and this morning, we were thinking maybe 15 to 30 inches out there, which um, I think Hood River had about 20 or 22 inches. Was it February of 2018 or 2019? That that can happen. Yeah. And what about Big the stuff. mountain, Mark? If 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 uh, if you decided, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this and go skiing. Uh, mountain looks good, right? We'd all agree. Snow levels aren't like insanely low. It's funny because during this event. Snow levels don't go below 2,000 feet in, in the open air away from the gorge. But um, there's going to be a lot of snow. Boy, by Monday, there could be three to four feet of new snow, which I don't think we've seen yet this season. No, and the snowpacks that I checked this morning, 71% of normal, according to the National Water and Climate Center. So this may bump us to Ooh. 80 to 90. That Man. could push us to 100 easy. Add in well, a few that would more be fantastic. Yeah, That does happen. I mean, I remember last January, I remember we had five days, like five feet of snow. That could easily happen this time around. And you know what else will happen, actually? At government camp, um, that cold air mass is so deep and cold east of the Cascades. That'll be pushing through government camps uh, starting on Friday. So highs will be in the teens there. So that's not representative of, you know, the open air west of the Cascades. So it'll be really cold. I mean, wind chills below zero if you're skiing Friday and Saturday. By Sunday, that cold pool is disappearing, so then the mountains would suddenly bounce back to normal. But um, yeah, Friday, Saturday, really cold and windy for skiing. I know that we're really excited to have something to, to talk about here, and uh, we hope that you stay safe and that you stay in, indoors here through this. Don't drive around if you if you can help it here. Um, I, I know that on social media, keep in mind, we're going to be real, real busy over the next few days. I know a lot of you want to know what's going to happen in my city, what's going to happen in yes. my town. Just make sure to stay tuned to the forecast and all of that. And, you know, we're not going to be able to hit every single individual city, but take a look at, you know, what you're seeing around that city when we're forecasting. And you'll get a pretty good idea of what you can expect here in your town. Not only that, we can't be everywhere. We're going to have reporters all over the place here coming up over the next few days, but we can't be everywhere. And we want uh, your weather reports because we really depend on those. So if you have a few inches at your house, uh, we want to know about it. And Mark, what's the best way to measure snow? Oh yeah, you should measure every six hours, flat board, not in the grass, flat board, wipe it off. Let's say you measure two and a half inches, wipe it off, and six hours later you get another two and a half. What does that mean you've had so far? Oh boy, this is a tough one. Wow, we're all thinking hard. (laughs) Oh man. Folks, you know what? We've got what was the first four meteorology again? degrees. we got four <laughs> bach- Bachelor of Sciences right here, and somebody can't figure out 2.5 plus 2.5. I'm kidding, Mark. Five. It's five, oh, okay. Mark. Five. Oh. Uh, five. And, yes, man got it. <laughs> so don't stick so, it in the grass. Make sure it's a flat right. surface. And uh, and then wipe it off and then and then measure it again. So maybe a good time to do that would be sometime after that first wave hits. Wipe it off. Yes. And then you can know what we're going to get in the second wave. Brian, you missed the most important part. Everybody that's curious what's going to happen in their city or that has updates regarding their city, everybody should private message Mark on Facebook. Just dump <laughs> him in there. Yeah. And let him mm. let him just go through all of them. You know, I think I, I don't think he's busy enough right now. I'll I'll probably call the weather it next center week. phone. <laughs> call the weather center no See, nobody calls isn't that funny nobody calls anymore i mean we've got one or two people that call but um yeah nobody's using that old technology of the phone it, i the get phone? Uh, yeah i get a lot of twitter you know messages um but a lot of times in these events i i, I don't mean to sound callous but next week when it's rainy and, and it's slow that's when i go through all the messages and go hey thanks for reporting this i, I may have seen it or i'm i mean we may get 
10 messages every minute. That's how fast it comes in. We're on the air. Yeah. We will be on the air a lot. I mean, obviously. So um, it was everybody all, everybody's got food. Brian, you got your package of nuts. I got my Amy's soup right here. You got to have that stuff. I got, I, got uh, the, I got those little pouches of lentils and, and rice. So I'm all set to go with that. So and I just got some. Just yeah, got some stuff gross. at uh, banana chips at Costco. Ugh, <laughs> what is Those are this? good. Those are good. Is this like your earthquake kit too? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, w- yeah. When you live at the station for 12 hours, you got to eat something, right? You yeah, wait, Jeff. True. You'll see. Yeah, I bet, true. you know what? You work with Andy Carson. You're probably going to get like a, a breakfast, a continental breakfast delivered every day. <laughs> probably <laughs> donuts. <Benedict. laughs> we, we do donuts in the mornings. Come on. Do you eat them? I feel like you're pretty healthy. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> but I, yeah. I like to buy them. The, we, we like to, you know, bring them into the newsroom. But, uh, no, uh, good idea. Let's pack some food. Uh, and, and more importantly, if you're going to be traveling at all the next few days, make sure you have things in your car that yep. if you get stranded, you have a better jacket, boots, maybe some food. Blankets. Uh, things, blankets, yeah, something that you can utilize uh, if you get stranded. So, Guys, I have a, I have a little game here before we go. All let's right. do let's do our cities of the week. Time now for cities of the week. Okay, you guys, this is one of the snowiest places in the United States. Uh, its total uh, accumulation, on average, for the entire year is equivalent to 1.4 inches of snow every day. Do we just guess? Mark it off your phone. <laughs> Are you Googling this? Billings, nope, Montana. Nope. Is it part of our no. viewing area? Wait. It, it, is not a par- it is not a part of our viewing area, oh. but it is in our state. Oh. Oh. Oh, and Sorry. Anne is okay. Sorry. Just you let okay, the record Anne? show Anne is fine. She didn't slip on the ice already, even though it's 46 degrees. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not in our viewing area, but it's- Is it a is city it- or is it a place? Crater Lake. It is a place. What did you say, Ann? Crater Lake. Yes, yeah! Crater Lake. Yes. Woo! Uh, yeah. At least you didn't do a retired city like Mark did that one time. <laughs> the one that doesn't exist anymore? That was kind of cheating. <laughs> yeah. What a joke. You, you guys know that uh, Crater Lake has an annual average of 43 feet of snow? That's wow. wild. Oh, my How about gosh. that? Yeah, uh, if you haven't been there, you got to go. Of course, it was uh, formed by the fall of a volcano, a 12,000-foot volcano, and now is uh, one of the deepest freshwater lakes in the entire world. I Go think it's there. ninth. It's I think it's the ninth deepest lake in the in the world. And I be- isn't it the deepest in the U.S.? Yeah, I think it's the U.S. You're right about the U.S., Jeff. And it's bluer than blue, and and the pictures don't do it justice. And when you go there, it looks it, it your brain has to kind of process it because the water is so incredibly blue. It's it's amazing. It is I, like a postcard. You get there and you go, yeah. oh wow, I forgot how blue it is every time my whole life. Yeah. And if you go in wintertime with the snow, of course, then you've got the white and the blue instead of the, the gray and the blue, which is neat contrast. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, I, I recommend going in the summer and in the winter just to kind of see it see it uh, two different ways there. Guys, this is going to be a, a fun few days. It's going to be a tiring few days uh, for us. But I hope that the rest of you get to get out and play in the snow. And I hope that where you live gets at least a little bit so the kids can play in it as well. Um, you have anything else to say, you guys, here about the incoming storm? Yeah, please don't abandon your car. In the middle of the freeway. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Just Put stay it home. off to the side or stay home. Some people have to work. We know that. But uh, just be careful out there. And uh, luckily, hopefully, it'll be 
kind of quiet. And if we're lucky, we just get some snow, a few inches, and by Saturday afternoon, things are kind of moving again, and it's moving again Sunday. So by Monday, we'll all just be laughing about something that happened a few days ago. And That's the guys, plan. make sure to uh, follow. You can follow all of us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow the main Fox 12 weather accounts on Twitter and Facebook as well. Do that, and you'll get the latest information. Of course, check out kptv.com and the Fox 12 app. Be safe out there. Enjoy the snow coming our way here this weekend, and we'll do a full recap next week. Have a good week, everybody. Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area.